Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? This is episode 116 of Screwball, and we are one week away from the All-Star break, so uh, we have reached and passed the official kind of midway point for the season, and the All-Star break itself really does mark kind of a turn of the season into looking forward to the playoffs and kind of looking at, if you already haven't been, looking at your season standings and um, looking at, you know, who could be your statistical leaders. And um, it's a big, big time for baseball. And it's uh, consequentially like, you know, the what is it, one of the few days in North America, the big four sports, it's like the only day where there's no sport going on for any of yeah, them, which much, is kind of yeah. cool. So we kind of figured make this episode a little bit more all-star game centric because uh, it is kind of the big news that's going on next week. And we could, uh, you know, look forward to it and offer our predictions next week. So the first piece of news here relating to that that I have here is the Home Run Derby field, which Frank and I always talk about as one of our favorite, you know, All-Star game and uh, surrounding events. Um, so, so far there have been, there's uh, eight participants. We only have five announced so far. Um, so as of right now, we have Pete Alonso, who's the reigning champ. I believe he won two, two years in a row or something like that. Ronald Acuna Jr., who was in it. Uh, I think he was in it, not this last one, the one prior to that. Uh, Kyle Schwarber's in it. Juan Soto is back in it. And Albert Pujols is in it this year. Uh, this is his fifth uh, home run derby, I believe. Um, he's obviously the surprise participant, considering um, this is last year in the league, and he's already you know over uh, 40 years old. Um, but the field is shaping up overall pretty well. I think that any of these guys at this point could win it. Uh, Pete Alonso, obviously the reigning champ. Acuna's got stupid power. Schwarber's obviously got stupid power. Juan Soto, a little bit of a surprise last year, beat Otani. Um, in the home run derby, so he's proven he can do it. And Pulhos, even though for his age and maybe his stamina, maybe can't keep up quite with the younger guys, he's he's been in it quite a few times, and he's still got a home run stroke, so you never know what could happen there. And we're still waiting on some other participants. I know Stanton was rumored, Will Smith was rumored, guys like that, so we still have three guys yet to uh, join, but I figured I'd give an update on the five that we do have because I think that they're pretty good. A pretty good choice of participants. I don't, I don't really know if I have a favorite yet, to be honest. Yeah. You know, so um, so that's the home run derby field. I'll I'll let Frank get into the other piece of news before we get into our kind of the meat of the episode here. Yeah, yeah. Some other piece of news, uh, you know, the home run derby stuff. Uh, Whit Merrifield's streak of consecutive starts comes to an end with 553. That's pretty impressive. There, we have um, Robinson Cano was traded from San Diego to the Braves, and we also have Pujols again. Um, passes Stan Musial in the, uh, for third in the all-time extra base hits list. Pretty much at the top of that list, which is uh, pretty unbelievable to see somebody, you know, start breaking some of these records and, and get up towards the top of these lists. is pretty impressive. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, that's that's pretty much a um, couple, of, you know, my little bit, bit of news there other than, you know, getting into some of the all-star stuff. Yeah, there wasn't a crazy amount of news, so I thought it was kind of perfect time to we thought it was perfect time to talk about the All-Star Game. So we do have the official participants in the All-Star Game, which is my second piece of news here. So I'm going to go through all the starters. I'm not going to get into every person that's in the All-Star Game because there's a whole slew of pitchers and bench players, and there's already been some additions. So here is the the elected starters for the All-Star Game, you know, without noting any of any changes. So for the American League, your catcher is Alejandro Kirk. First baseman, Vladimir Guerrero, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., obviously. Uh, second base, Jose Altuve. Third base, Rafael Devers. 
Uh, shortstop, Tim Anderson. Your outfielders are Aaron Judge, who was the leading vote-getter in the American League, uh, Mike Trout, and Giancarlo Stanton. And the DH is Shohei Otani. Your National League starters are catcher Wilson Contreras, first baseman Paul Goldschmidt, second base Jazz Chisholm, who's on the IL. I don't know if he's... I don't know you, if there's been any announcement. With... back for the All-Star game. Okay. I wasn't sure if there was an announcement there that I missed. Uh, third base, Manny Machado. Shortstop, Trey Turner. Your three outfielders are Ronald Acuna Jr., who was the leading vote-getter for the NL. Uh, Mookie Betts and Jock Peterson. And then your DH is Bryce Harper, who is he is he one of the ones that's – he's got to be one of the ones missing it. Yeah, he's, that, yeah, he's on okay. the team, yeah. So he was replaced, but Bryce Harper is was an elected uh, starter for the All-Star game. Um, and I do have more here of – you know, some more names here, but instead of getting into that, I think we should get into kind of what the main topic is, which I'll let Frank kind of introduce like we always do. So those are your starters, and then we're going to get into a little bit deeper dive of who's in it and who's not in the All-Star game. Yeah, yeah. And the topic, obviously, you know, this is kind of how it is every year so far, um, this, you know, part of the year, is, you know, the All-Star rosters, what do we think of them? I think they're relatively good for the most part. Starting, well, at least the starting rosters are pretty solid. But the snubs, who are right. the guys that we were missing? Um, and that happens every year. It's impossible to not have people get snubbed. I get that. Injuries, replacements, pitchers who can't make it because they pitch late in the late in the week. You know, they get replaced and put other guys in. So that's okay. Uh, but there's some guys I really noticed, at least this year, that I really felt were just were snubs big time. Mm-hmm. And I have a list here of guys just to mention here. I mean, we got guys like Taylor Ward. Snubbed out. Ty France is unbelievable because I think he's leading the AL in hits, OPS, uh, something else he was leading. Yeah. I, I know, I'm not sure how he missed it. Uh, Kevin Galsman, I know he got hurt, missed a couple starts, but he's been really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.D. Martinez, I mean, I think he got, he was one of the replacements, but still a snub at first, which right. is hard to believe with some right. of these guys. Logan Gilbert, mm-hmm. you know, he got, I think, get four runs the other day. He's still a 2.7 ERA, 2.8 ERA. Uh, Dylan Cease, I'm not sure. I think he's in the AL Cy Young race. I'm not really <laughs> sure how he missed out here. The National League, we got guys like Josh Bell uh, batting over 300. Uh, Freddie Freeman batting over 300. Austin Riley going nuts of the last two, ever since the Braves started winning, essentially. Mm-hmm. Brandon Drury could easily been the Reds pick. He's been having a great year. Carlos Rodon, I think he was a replacement. But again, a guy in the NL Cy Young race and towards the top of that race. Um, Tommy Edmond, he's the leading war Highest war in MLB, or he might be tied at this point because he's been a little bit slumping of late, but he's either first or tied for first in the highest war, which is like one of the biggest stats people talk about anymore. Wins above replacements. He is there. Right. So I'm just not sure how that, that one got missed. That's a, Yeah, you have the leading OPS, the OPS leader in Thai France who gets snubbed, which is a stat that everyone's been rallying behind. And then you have Tommy Edmund, who's basically the leader in war, which is another stat people have been kind of getting behind. So I'm not sure exactly what gauge, because the the all-star voting, you know, fans can obviously skew. Like, I think there was that one year in 2015 or 2016, the whole team was the Royals, if you remember that from the voting. Uh, so the voting can get skewed, but these guys that are on here, like a Ty France or a Radon or, or you know, a Gaussman or whoever, um, they get picked by the managers and the players and stuff. So you would think that those guys would be like, oh, okay, listen, this, you know, this guy didn't get the votes, but he's leading an OPS or he's leading in war in Tommy Edmonds' case. Or I think Brandon Drury, even someone who you wouldn't expect, I think almost has 60 RBIs at this point in the season. Yeah, That's a that's a, an all-star. Yeah. You know, so I, I'm not understanding where they came up with who's the all-star. It's just like playing favorites. I don't know. Yeah, and, it, and there's even more here. Zach Wheeler, 
not an all-star. Mm-hmm. Also Nola, or Aaron Nola, I should say, mm-hmm. for the Phillies, not an all-star. These are some big names. One, big names. And these guys are having all-star years. Um, and there's some guys in the teams, somebody's teams, like, yeah, a lot of these guys deserve to be there. Don't get me wrong. But there's some guys on there you're like, I don't know if he's doing better than this guy. I mean, there's even more. I believe Jorge Lopez was left off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's some a lot of guys. And, and I get it. You're always going to snubs. It's like if you had, you know... 29 playoff teams, and there's 30 teams in it, and all the teams, you know, still snubbed, right? Well, we're going to experience the playoffs, right? Because that team got snubbed. You always have snubs. Mm. But some of these guys, I mean, batting over 300 in the Cy Young races, in the MVP races, I mean, um, breakout years, uh, the best player on their team, Brandon Drury, has been the most consistent player for the Reds, mm-hmm. um, and he's not an all-star. It's like, what are we doing? And sure, they could be replacements, but to, to miss out, because some of these guys are mostly bench guys, or, you know, the backup guys for the starters that are not voting in, they're they're picked essentially by players, reporters, analysts, you know, uh, managers, like people inside baseball for the most part. Right. So it's like, how are you missing out on some of these That's, guys? Yeah. So, you know, somebody's a really, really shocked. Ty France, Edmund, Josh Bell. Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease. Those guys really, really got me. I'm like, Rodone. I'm like, I don't understand what happened. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Um, the one good thing baseball did, um, the commissioner put in the exempt thing where he can pick a player who's been a legend, important to the game, at the end of their career, let him go play the All-Star game. I think that was a pretty good idea. Is, yeah. Pujols, obviously, is last year. He's a uh, you know, generational player. He really one of the best we've ever seen. And uh, Miguel Cabrera this year, that was a little weird because he's still got like another what, two years before he's done. Mm-hmm. But I guess to even out the rosters, it makes sense. So Probably, they, they yeah. picked him so he can go and get, you know. So I, I like that. And also with some of these young guys and he's, you know, see them all the time, and you know they're they're veterans who can be around them for a day or two and kind of help them, and it's just it's a really cool mm-hmm. story. And then they get you know celebrated with with the greats, you know, which they deserve. Especially right. Pujols, twenty two years, and he's you know been a legend and great at everything he's done there for baseball. So I think that's been pretty cool. To, you know, the commissioner actually hit something right there. But yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of it with the with the topic. It was just pretty much the all star roster and the snubs here because it's just it's always top topic in this. You know, before the All-Star game actually comes, it's, you know, what the uniforms look like and uh, home run derby participants and then the snubs. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, there's always going to be snubs. There's You can't not have snubs because there's only so many roster spots. And there's all, there's obviously years like this where there's too many good players. And, you know, there, there's injuries and stuff where people sneak in. Like you see J.D. Martinez got in, uh, Carlos Rodon uh, got in, and I forget who replaced essentially Harper's spot for the DH and the NL. Uh, but there was a third person that I don't have on here. So you, you have guys that come and go. Um, say all of a sudden Jazz Chisholm can't play and they need to replace him. There's another guy on here. Brandon Jury, Austin Riley, realistically, could probably find his way in, uh, replacing a, a middle infielder. Uh, Josh Bell all of a sudden could find his way in. So these guys can find their all-star game here. But it stinks when you have a guy like, like for instance, Brandon Jury, who really should be making it and I, I don't think has an all-star to this point, and who knows if he will. Yeah. You know, so not that you need to, not that you need to divvy out like, oh, well, you're not an all-star, so do you get it this year? You know, you, you you don't need to do that, but it's like, hey, this guy's deserving it. But Juan Soto's not an all-star, so why is he there? Right? He's 23 years old, he'll have 30 of them by the time yeah, he's done. Right. There's no reason he should be an all-star. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he's, he, we like him, and he, he's one of the better players. Not this year, so why is he there? Yeah, right. It's about this year. What have you done this year, in the first two, three months? Right. There's guys here that are all-stars. Juan Soto's not one. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if you make a name for yourself, you could have any year you want. You're still gonna, I mean, not for. I mean, I know, I know Stanton. Uh, you know, is is John Carlos Stanton is a big name, but to be a starting outfielder 
is is also questionable. You know, so the fact that he's yeah. a name and well, he again he 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 started hot and has twenty home runs and blah blah blah. Has good stats and is part of the probably at least record wise the best team in the league. But there's arguments to be made there. So there's some guys here that you could be like, eh, I don't know, you know. But that's just how it goes. You know, look at Jock Peterson out in the outfield starting in the NL. He's been, I think he's like, oh, for his last 20 or something like that. So, you know, there's arguments to be made. But there are, I would say the majority, like 95% of this is fine. I don't have a problem with most of it. But to leave out Ty France and these guys, it's like, where, where, how did this get missed? By Like you said, like all the players and reporters, like how did they miss that? And they're the ones now complaining. Yeah, like well, we're with these guys. I'm like, weren't you in charge of that? Like at some point, those I believe the the reserves and stuff like that. Yeah, they're 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 in charge of those. I believe. Yeah. So 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 what happened there? But yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the look the look ahead to the All Star game. Uh, next week, we'll like kind of how we do every year. We'll do our predictions for the home run derby and maybe if you know what might happen at the All Star game if they'll have a moment for pool house. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. So, but this is this is kind of what we're looking at right now. Who knows? Tomorrow this could go live, and all of a sudden, two other guys drop off the All Star game for whatever reason. But this is as a recording uh, Tuesday we're recording, and uh, this will go live tomorrow Wednesday. So we could even have the full home run derby field tomorrow. We, we don't know, but that's that's what we got so far, and I'm excited for it because I love. I really do think baseball does the All Star game the best as far as with the home run derby and just the surrounding aura behind it. I think that it took a hit with not having the home field advantage decided. I think that was a big difference maker for the home, um, for the all-star game. Uh, but even still, I, I, I think it's an exciting, you know, week or few days that they have this year. Uh, so with that, that's the end of our topic and uh, the end of the news really here. So let's move on to the wrap up of the news, the who's doing the best right now. Uh, the Yankees still own the best record in the league at 61 and 25, while the Astros have the second best record in the American League at 56 and 29. Over in the National League, the Dodgers own the best record at 56 and 29. Uh, the Mets still own the best record at 54 and 33, and the Yankees still own the best run differential in the league at plus 177, and the Nationals own the worst at minus 142. Mm-hmm. Just a few notes there. I know you're getting hot and cold teams. I know you're going to bring them up, but uh, there's you know the Mets have been challenged by the Braves lately. Braves are coming on strong. And I just want to give a shout-out to the Orioles. Yeah. Uh, I know you're going to bring them up because we talked about them earlier too. But, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, they're one game – Start as of recording this, they're one game under 500. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. Yeah, one under five, and I believe, what, a game and a half out of the wild card, right? Yeah, they're, they're right there. They're knocking at the door. And yeah. they're in a division now where they're in fifth, and they could find themselves in third fairly easily yeah. in a competitive A at least. Yeah, you got to you know? give them their credit. We talked about them last week. They had their first winning month, I think, in five years. Yep. Uh, the longest win streak, I believe. They're at eight games since 05. Since 05, yeah. I mean, they're just, it's incredible what a talent, a team that's still not that talented, but they're fighting and they got, they got, they got you know, they got fight. Give them yeah. that. So you got to give it to them. So, um, yeah, some hot teams here. I got on the list. I obviously have the Orioles, the Tigers, Astros, Mariners have won, I believe, eight in a row or so as well. Mm-hmm. Braves have cut a lead of ten games down to two games already um, in that division. Philly's been hot ever since, really, the firing, but have late again. And the Dodgers, some cold teams. Blue Jays got swept by, I believe, Baltimore of late, or Mariners it was. I think so, yeah. Uh, man, I think they got, they, I think they might have got swept by Baltimore before that, or lost two or three to them. Yeah. Um, Cleveland's been cold. The Angels are about the worst team in baseball at this point. Mm. Rangers have been cold. Nationals are terrible. Cardinals have been struggling to hit, and the Padres have been. Yeah, some good teams on there too, uh, and some projected good teams like the Angels. Uh, 
I saw a picture. It kind of hit me where it was like Trout and Otani sitting next to each other. I think Trout was looking at uh, like a, a tablet like to, for scouting or whatever, and Otani was sitting there. And they were like, these these guys deserve way better than this. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, they really do. I was like, imagine Trout and Otani on what the Angels really were supposed to be on a, a second-place like top wildcard team. And they're they're staring down the barrel of a playoff run, and you have those guys in October. Yeah. I mean, that's exciting to me. As an, I'm, I'm a Yankee fan, so I don't, you know, yeah. the Angels really don't mean much to me. But as players, I would love to see them yeah. in a playoff environment, and to not and to almost see Trout's career, especially at this point, not wasted but waning here. It, it sucks to to watch that. So I, I that picture, I was like, man, that sucks. Like to yeah. see them just kind of. Oh, yeah, you see something today too um, <clears throat> on baseball. You know, on baseball Twitter, I guess you could say, was that you're not paying Otani much money this year. Wait till you are paying his money. Mm-hmm. Well, if you do, if you're the Angels, you do pay him, and then you're just paying Trout. So, the th- I think it was like forty, you know, the thirty-five, forty million dollars more a year that you might be getting, yeah. and you're not competing now. So then take that off of your, you know, not salary cap, but your your luxury tax. You're really not going to compete. Yeah. So it's it's they're. I don't know. I can't get into the Angels again. They're yeah, just, they're a mess. They're an embarrassment. Uh, it's terrible for the game, for what they do, because they have so many good players. I don't know if Trout will ever want to get traded. He just seems like a guy who, you know, just wants to play and win, but he's not going to cause a stir. But it, it might be time for him to say something, because um, Otani's probably going to end up leaving at this point, because he already said he wants to win, and that team still seems to be doing it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 I don't know. It's sad that you have that organization in, in L.A., that can't figure it out. It's strange. At least stay competitive. Yeah, at least, you know, hang around. You're like, oh, we're right in the wild card hunt, but we'll figure it out, whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I say this every year. They always just, there's always just a problem. Yeah. There's like a black cloud over them. It's kind of like how we talked about the Mets. There's just a black cloud that won't go away. I don't know. So we'll see. But from there, let's move on to uh, who's hot and who's not section of the show where we talk about the hot and gold players of the last week. So the first two guys I have here for the hot list were the two, uh, Players of the Week, the AL and NL players. So the first one I have here is the AL Player of the Week is Corey Seager, batted 412 with an 1118 slugging and a 1618 OPS, just ridiculous numbers. Uh, finally hitting for that Texas Rangers team that gave him that big contract. So yeah. I'm sure they're happy to see that. And then number two, kind of like we talked about earlier, uh, Austin Riley, batted 440 over the last week with an 880 slugging and a 1361 OPS, doing pretty good over there, obviously. Number three, I have Juan Soto, batted 500 over the last week with an 833 slugging and a 1442 OPS. Watch out if he gets hot. Mm-hmm. Um, not that the Nationals are going anywhere, but, you know, that dude is just a hitting machine when he's finding his, his you know, his swing. Yeah. Uh, number four, Emmanuel Rivera, batted 429 over the last week with a 619 slugging and 1119 OPS. And number five, Glaber Torres, batted 400 over the last week with a 500 slugging and a 955 OPS. Uh, Glaber kind of finding his way onto the hot list where he doesn't even really find himself hot or cold list. He's just kind of there. So good to see some different names there. Uh, especially like I said, at the top, Corey Seager, who really, really struggled him and Marcus Simeon for the Rangers after getting those big contracts. So good yeah. to see that too. Yeah. Some guys I have here. Um, some of them, you know, you had like Seager, uh, Riley been good. Gavin Lux, Matt Carpenter for the Yankees. have been red hot. Uh, Brandon Drury, Donovan Solano playing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, some pitchers that have been great. You know, of late, especially Sandy Alcantara has been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12 straight starts with seven innings or more. Uh, Johnny Cueto has been hot of late. Corbin Burns, Alex Wood pitched very well. Uh, Tyron Walker and Jorge Lopez for, for Baltimore. There's some pitchers that have been doing uh, doing pretty well over their last, um, you know, seven to 
10 days. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good. There's some good names on there. On the cold list, we have number one, Miguel Cabrera, batting 091 over the last week with a 136 slugging and a 223 OPS. Number two, uh, Jaron Duran, batting 095 over the last week with a 143 slugging and a 238 OPS. Number three, Kyle Isbell, batted 095 over the last week with an 095 slugging and a 262 OPS. Number four, Jack Sawinski, uh, zero average, zero slugging, and an 087 OPS is 0 for his last 21. Very cold streak. Mm-hmm. And number five, Juan Yepes, batted 048 over the last week with an 048 slugging and a, a, seven, bleh, a 173 OPS. Uh, so some very cold weeks from those guys. Um, you know, obviously the biggest name being Miggy, um, who I, I would say hasn't really been a stranger sometimes to the cold list later in his career. It's just kind of how it goes, you know, but he also finds himself on the hot list quite a few times. Cause yeah. He's just that good of a hitter. But again, he, you know, comes with age and, uh, and on a team like the Tigers right now that uh, is really underperforming, at least to what you and I kind of thought they'd be this year, you know, so it's just kind of how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, and some guys I got here. <clears throat> Again, I had some of your guys on here. Uh, Buxton been cold. Cesar Hernandez, Eduardo Escobar. Mets fans are very upset with. Yeah, uh, Lindor's been cold of late. So, um, you know, those are some big names and big teams there. Um, some pitchers: Shane Baz, Nick Pavetta, Mackenzie Gore, and Julio Arias. Both got lit up on Sunday. Yeah, Miguel Castro for the Yankees he got lit up on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And again, we brought this guy up, Juan Adon. He got mm. sent down finally um, for the national, but he has 12 losses. Yeah, that's incredible. And I believe he's a relief pitcher at this point, and he has over 70 array, but he has 12 losses. So uh, he's on the cold list, but that's that's pretty incredible, yeah, that he just seems to find his way. Not just all the time he just loses. Sometimes it's the runner on base. He just happens to find the loss. Yeah. It's sometimes just, it's his fault. Sometimes it's not. It just happens, but it's just it's crazy that he can have 12 losses already. Right. And like, be a reliever and just not be out there, and just it's crazy. It's, I, I, I mean, he's what, 10 losses less – 12 losses less than what some teams have, like the Yankees. Yeah, right. It's like, what's... That's pretty incredible, right? There's one guy as a reliever. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. So... Whatever. Next bit here, I got the injury list. Um, on the bad side of things, there are a couple names, but it's not that long, so at least that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Wander Franco, handmade injury. He's out five to eight weeks. That's a big one. Kevin Kiermeyer's getting his hip checked out. Yordan Alvarez placing the IL with his hand. I know it's been bothering him. More, mostly because the also breaks coming up, so he gets the extra rest. So it's been more, a little more precautionary. Uh, Mitch Garver out for the year. James McCann placing the IL again for the Mets. Marte day-to-day with the Mets. Um, Votto, but he's finally back today. He missed seven games in a row, but he's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris Taylor broke his foot, so he was he's going to be out. And Profar was in the hospital after a concussion. But that's pretty much all I got in the injury, the bad side of things. The good side of things in the injury, Kevin Galsman activated, Nathan Avaldi supposed to be you know, activated here towards the end of the week. Sales pitching tonight, Jonathan Loisica, rehab in AAA, Aloya Menez activated, Sixto Sanchez is pitching, you know, rehab, so hopefully he's back soon. Jazz is home. Again, the update, he, he plans on playing for the All-Star game. Uh, DeGrom increasing his rehab to AAA, I believe later this week. Harper said he guarantees he's back this year. That's what he said. It was a quote. Um, Freddie Peralta is ahead of schedule for the Brewers. Tatis is coming along. There's not much updates for him, but he's coming along. And Ian Kennedy should be back here shortly for, I believe, the Diamondbacks. So those are some names there, big names, and some names you can see the trade deadline um, that will be coming back soon. So uh, something to keep an eye on. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I think Mitch Garver was the only one there that was like a a season-long yeah, but you know, he's done for the year. Surgery on his forearm, hit by pitch or something. So he's gonna be, it's gonna take him pretty much to the end of the year. Yeah, I just happened to see a passing. I was like, oh, I didn't even know he had that 
much of an injury or, you know, I didn't even know what was going on with him. So that was surprising to say, but for a team, you know, that's not really competing. It's like, Oh, just get him healthy. Hopefully he has a better season next season. They kind of figure it out, get a little competitive next season. So it's like, all right, but it is what it is. The injury list wasn't too bad this week. It was actually one of the better weeks we've had. So it's good to see. So we'll definitely take weeks like that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You want to see more of the good news and the bad news. So, but the last thing I hear is a trivia question. Like always, of course, one of the best things we do. We have the Contreras brothers. They both made the All-Star team this year. I know the the one for the Braves might have been a little bit more iffy of a make than than uh, the one for the Cubs. But nonetheless, the Contreras brothers are the first set of brothers to be in the All-Star game since who? And the answer is 2003, Aaron Boone and Brett Boone both made the All-Star game. Yuck. That was the last brothers to make the All-Star game. Um, some other facts with that brother, you know, combination. Uh, Roberto Alamore or Sandy Alamore in 1998 were the last set of brothers to play for the same team in the All-Star game. And Roberto Alamore and Sandy Alamore are the last brothers to start an All-Star game on the same team. And that was in 1992. So, you know, the Alamores hold some records there, but the last set of brothers to make an All-Star team, the same All-Star game, or playing the same All-Star game, was 2003 Aaron Boone and Brett Boone. And Aaron Boone, that's, that was pretty much his only year, 03. He had a decent year at the Reds there. They got traded to the Yankees, had this big moment at the end of the year. Brett Boone was pretty solid. I think he had, you know, two or three All-Star games. But it just happened to work out that that was the year that they both met, the All-Star games. So um, this is the first time we're seeing brothers in the All-Star games since you know, 2003. That's, you know, 20 years. Yeah, I, uh, I just can't believe it's the Boones. I just uh. We've had some brothers, the Molinas, uh, yeah. Benji and Yachty. I know Jose was, you know, maybe not so much, but Benji and Yachty. I mean, we had the, the Lou's, right? Moises, Lou, yeah. and those guys. Corey and Kyle Seeger. Uh, Seegers, um, the Rogers. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, so there's been some some good ones too. Not just you know, there's a lot of other ones too, but some you know really solid players yeah. of late too. We go, oh, this, this guy made an All Star team. This one, you'd think, oh, maybe somebody, right? But right. Um, that's pretty much it. That was that was where that's where it left off. So um, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Yeah, for uh, sure. Across the owns. I know yeah. Ron had some early years there, maybe even before Edwin, but Edwin had some years where he was the all-star. I mean, there's some, been some brothers here where you go, well, but he was kind of surprised that they didn't do it. But, um, man, yeah. that's, that's it. 2003, the Bruins. That's pretty, pretty long time ago, and that's kind of surprising. It surprised me, to be honest, because they... The one year Aaron made it, you know, it had to be the year Brett made it, and Brett didn't make a bunch either, so it's like it had to just kind of a perfect storm. That's why I was surprised, because it was like, you know, you don't really you don't really think they would have made it the same year because it was just a rare occurrence for them to be even be in it. So I, I didn't even really, it passed my mind, but it was just like, a, they passed it and they were gone. Like I didn't even think I was like, ah, the Boons, they, they weren't good enough <laughs> Like the, together, like in the same year to have a good year like that. But it makes, you know, having a family, like, you know, a family of, um, a baseball family, really. I think there were three or four of them in the majors, right? It was, the father's was. The father. I believe and, the uncle or grandfather even played. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, they've been around baseball for generations at this point. So, uh, and who knows if they have kids or, or grandkids or something that might, you know, come up later. Bob but, Boone was a very solid catcher, had some catching records. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't say he's an all, he was a Hall of Famer, but, you know, solid, very solid in his yeah. day. Sure. But it's cool that the, you have brothers like that in the game, and there's father, there's father and son duos that we've seen. Ken Griffey and his dad, obviously, is a the big Reds, one. The Bonds. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, there's father and son, and you go back a ways too. Oh yeah. So it's just generational years, you know. Brothers, it happens usually a lot. You, know, you got to kind of play this together. Right. You know, you don't really have a brother. Well, I'm retired, and the brother's still playing. You know, that's relatively hard to do. Usually, it's you know they're playing together for five, six, seven, eight years of their career. Right. You know, so and for both of them to be good. 
you know. Yeah, at the same time, and then get voted in or somehow make it. It's 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 hard to do. Yeah, hundred percent. It took you know nineteen years here, twenty years to, to get it. So it's uh, it's impressive and it, it is pretty cool uh, piece of history. Um, you get to see just another reason why baseball is so great. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's the trivia question, and that's uh, that's the episode uh, for the most part. I, we didn't really have too much news to talk about. And we thought that it, you know, the All Star Game, the Home Run Derby, being you know as exciting as 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 it is, uh, to give it a little bit of a preview, we'll get a full, you know, prediction and and more of a hardcore look and our our, you know, how we think the Home Run Derby will play out and all that stuff next week, uh, which is exciting. So yeah. um, that will give a little bit more next week. So we're not done with the All Star Game and Home Run Derby stuff. You'll definitely hear more. And then after that is the deadline. Yeah, which is, uh, I love the deadline because there's just so many moves and so many crazy rumors that you're like, oh, I wish that had happened. Like, that'd be crazy. It's almost like you're playing in your mind, like your own personal GM, like an MLB The Show or something like that. Like, you're trying to piece teams together, you know? It's cool. So, I like that stuff. We've already seen some rumors, and we can get into it down the line. We've already seen some rumors and some big rumors. But, um, yeah, we're at that exciting time where it's, you know, the Midsummer Classic, they say, and Home Run mm. Derby, and then the deadline's coming, and it's do or die for the team. So, I mean, it's pretty crazy to think, you know, we're at that time, and baseball's kind of the lone the lone survivor here for, for the major sports. Yeah, yeah. And um, it will be until, I guess, until, uh, you know, training camp for football. And that's when it really starts. Preseason, but, you know, it really, it's, it's the only sport until September for actual ga- meaningful, ga- you know, games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it, it's the center of attention. And then, you know, playoffs come right at the start of football. So um, competing with football is obviously tough for any sport. But uh, to have the playoffs for baseball is, I think, yeah, most people are tuning in. If you, Yeah, if you got a shot to compete, it's baseball, play, you know, playoffs for baseball, playoffs for any sport. It's your chance to compete, right? Yeah, for um, sure. So, well, it, it, we're, you know, we're right there. We're right in the, the meat of the season here where, where things get crazy and it only takes one trade to throw the next 10 seasons in whack. Yeah, and you start looking at really good trades, and there's probably going to be some really bad trades. There's some so. pirates trades out there who just wrecked the, wrecked, wrecked the franchise, and there's yeah. some trades that absolutely change franchises Yeah, and change seasons and change careers and everything. So. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see more in the, in the coming weeks. It's not going to take long. We only have uh, about, you know, what's what's that, like 20 days until? Three weeks until yeah. the deadline, I believe, Yeah, it would take. So we're right there. It's exciting. We're so. on the brink of... Absolute chaos. That's yeah. The rumor once the rumor mill gets going and the hot stove gets going, it's it's insane. Yeah. You know, it's it's like you said, it's total chaos in baseball. So, yeah. fun times. But that's all I had for this week. I don't know if you have any final notes or anything before we wrap this up. But uh, that's no. kind of all I had. No, just excited for the home run derby next week and the all star game and celebrity softball games. Always cool to see some of them people out there and futures game. Uh, Dusty Baker and his son be participating yeah. in it. So another duo right there, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just a like time, so kind of excited to see some of this and some of the snubs maybe make it in after some replacements and stuff. So, yeah, this is just a big week here because <clears throat> the week before the All-Star game, a lot gives teams that chance a couple days off to go, all right, are we buyers or are we sellers? Yeah, it's right, like, let's week, figure it then, out. And then the, the Midsummer Classic, which we really haven't had, you know, it's kind of missed in L.A., you know. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, just exciting and, and, and a great time for baseball and should be should be cool um, to kind of uh, tag along here and, and just be – Spectator. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so we're excited for that, and we'll come back next week with our prediction stuff. So um, so with that, uh, I guess we can wrap this one up. Yeah. 
So thank you guys for listening. You can catch this podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLaprie. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLaprie. And you can follow me on Twitter at FDubs10. And you can follow me on Instagram at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep, take care.